Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. day podcast um so my name is michael power and today i have the power because uh normal host dave petrangelo is not here today but i am joined by one of our most regular co-hosts so why don't you introduce yourself yeah ian walter here excited to be talking to nintendo power awesome yeah so yeah sorry uh dave i have the power today um so take that dave just kidding we miss you and uh (laughs) you know it's for the first episode that dave hasn't been on so see how it goes he's like the professional broadcaster of the of the group so um but we did have an interesting topic that we want to talk about and uh i thought of this uh so i thought of this topic ian because i was about to start reading the book dune in anticipation of uh denis villeneuve's um upcoming movie and uh i was about to order the uh the book and dive into it because sometimes i'd like if it's a big director or a big movie coming out I, and I, I'm really interested in it, I will sometimes try to read the book first. Um, and I thought of an interesting topic for the podcast would be, what is a movie based on a book that you've read that you've loved where the movie did the book justice and uh, you actually liked the movie as well? So there's lots of examples, I think, of times where books are, or movies are based on books and it's like, ah, eh, the book is a lot better. But I want to talk about what are some some movies uh, that actually did books that you love justice. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great topic. And it's funny you mentioned Dune because uh, Sam got me Dune for Christmas. And uh, I've been nice. meaning to dive into that, especially before Villeneuve's adaptation of it. Um, I definitely want to read it so that I know what's going on when I see the movie. Um, yeah, that, I want to do that too. That's awesome. So maybe we can uh, do a Dune... Uh, a Dune breakdown, breakdown, yeah, uh, book cool. slash movie episode when that comes out. That'll be really fun. Yeah, that'd be fun for sure. And and definitely when I was thinking of you know adaptations, there's tons, loads out there. I mean, there's lots of inspiration in the in the films from from books. But I I think I was thinking more like you were in the sense of like movies where we think of the book when we think of the movie, like like it's a it's a book we're familiar with or that we've read for sure. Yeah, and I was thinking of. Um, so there's so many movies based on books. I was specific. I was thinking of like, what's a book that you loved, and then you saw the movie, and you you also liked it or thought it did justice. So maybe I'll start, and I'll go with my like, one of my favorites. So I I didn't I didn't rank these this time, but I have a list of like my five favorites. No um, ranking. So, <laughs> I know. I actually had I actually like ranked them one by time. I just couldn't find it, and I don't want to contradict my previous ranking. But anyway, well, given our uh, criteria, it is a little bit difficult to rank them in the sense of which one you felt was the best adaptation. But you can you can try your best, maybe. Yeah, you could try. I usually like which one I like the most. I would kind of go with rather than trying to see what's the best adaptation. But um, like there's just so many based on books that I had to movies based on books, like almost countless that I just. I just stuck with, okay, I read the book first, and then I saw the movie. So 
the one that sticks out for me and is actually one of one of my favorites, might even be number one for me, is Moneyball. I need more money. We're not New York. We're not going to compete with a $120 million payroll. we got to think differently. Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. Who are you? Here is 25 players that have been overlooked by every other team for one reason or another, like an island of misfit toys. In here is a championship team, one that we can afford. Who's the kid? The kid is the new assistant GM. We're going to shake things up. Tell him. You want me to speak? When I point at you again. Yeah, Brad Pitt, uh, Jonah Hill, based on the Michael Lewis book. So, love the book That's, Moneyball. Yeah, it's a great movie. A's. Yeah, and um, how they use the analytics to build their the team there with the low budget and everything. And so I love sports. I love um, economics, analytics. Perfect mashup of that uh, first in the book. And then the movie, I think, really, really did it justice because it's not, it's not like the most simple topic. And um, when you read the book, you don't even think that this could be an interesting movie because it's kind of like kind of dry a little bit. But man, it did a really, really good job in the movie and i actually think it's my favorite brad pitt movie ever uh, moneyball oh yeah so I, I love that movie yeah i think it's a great movie i love it that's awesome i love the movie and i i didn't realize that you had read the book before the, before watching it so that's cool mm-hmm. um so would you say that like obviously you read the book first and you probably enjoyed it because you enjoyed the movie but would you say that it's a good read or something you'd recommend sort of watching before before recommending the film or vice versa yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. It's good either way. I mean, if you want to read the book, it, you, it's just like anything. There's more detail in the book. Yeah. And a lot of times in the movie, it's truncated and a lot of characters are like, you know, reduced or combined into one. Like in the movie, the Jonah Hill character, that's in real life. That's not just one guy. That's like a little like team of um, of um, like analytics guys. Um so it's yeah it's there's just more information in the book so if, if you see the movie even and it's something that interests you you could always read the book for more information you know what i mean that could be oh i got you a way in. yeah so well the reason why i kind of asked in that way was because i know we're sticking with movies but one of my favorite adaptations for television is game of thrones and it was to right. the point where the show was so good that I didn't want to read ahead in the books, whereas most people had read, a lot of people had read the books and were just waiting to see how they adapted it. But I'd read the first one and they adapted the first season so well that I held off on reading them because I was so excited to see what happened in the show, which is kind of a rare situation. Nice. Yeah, that is rare. All right. So, so Moneyball for me. So what is your, oh, we could, yeah, we could do a so, whole other episode about TV shows, right? Well, that's, yeah, no, I just wanted so. to just kind of casually mention that. Cause that's one of the ones where I've sort of read it around the same time as I watched gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um, but definitely with, when it comes to movies and definitely something that I've read, um, I know you started with number one. I might, uh, go a little further down the list. I did kind of do a ranking. Um, so I'm just going to pick, you know, we, we mentioned possibly Shawshank. I remember covering that in English class. But uh, I'm actually going to go with something I definitely read, which was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Hurry up, pilot. This way, Grandpa.
is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. Nice. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a Which classic. Is actually, a great book and then i thought that the adaptation was pretty accurate and it's one of those books where you have to get really creative to to adapt it to the big screen right so I, I thought they did a really good job with the original all right and you're talking about the original movie not the one oh Johnny yeah Depp. oh no yeah the the original for sure <laughs> Uh, for sure, uh, but yeah, I just thought that uh, it was quite an experience, and definitely when you're watching it, um, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are aware that it's sort of based on a book and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it it creates its own. There's there's a lot of world building for the big screen, I think, with the with the rolled dolls material. Uh, I thought it was a really yeah, good so, adaptation. No, that's a good, that's a good one. That's just a classic movie. I think one of one of the great movies that played nonstop on television while we were growing up so we've all seen it millions of times yeah and um i haven't read the book so it didn't make my list but um i'm thinking i'm looking at my list thinking we probably will have some some overlaps so that's good to have something something different than me there as your fifth yeah and and just looking at it now i mean i, I can't even believe but it was 1971 like it doesn't even feel like it's that old of a movie when you watch it no because i think most of us watched it like probably in the 80s 90s as we were growing up like i said it was on it seemed like to be on tv all the time mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy yeah, so good choice good choice i'll go with my second then all right my second would be probably my second favorite is um a book by author yan martel who i believe is canadian yes he's canadian and it's the book life of book and movie life of pi oh i love that movie so I, I mean, love... sorry, I love the book. <laughs> I only oh, recently the watched the movie. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. So I love the book, man. The book is, it blew me away. It was, it's so interesting and it's so unique. And the ending is, was just like, it, it just blew me away. It was crazy. And it was one of those books that you didn't think ever could be made into a movie adaptation. And, right. And, and but when Ang Lee took it over, you know, when Ang Lee... Um, was set to do it, direct it, kind of gave, gave, I think, the fans of the book some faith because he's just such a good director. And he, he nailed it, man. He knocked it out of the park. The movie is fantastic. It, I loved it when I saw it in theaters. Uh, it kept everything that was great about the book in the movie, like all the themes and everything. And it nailed the ending. Um, I just, I actually really, really, really like that movie. It's not super old. It's 2012. And... Um, so that that's one where I think totally great book that I loved and a great movie that did the book justice for sure. Yeah, it's funny how someone like Ang Lee can, when you get the right material in his hands, he can really knock it out of the park, like you said. Uh, whereas you know other films like Hulk would be kind of suspect by comparison. But uh, no, mm-hmm. definitely a good choice. I mean, I wasn't even like you said. So many movies are based on books and. Obviously, everyone's read different books and this and that. So I wasn't even thinking about that one, but I definitely read that one a long a, a while ago now. Uh, I remember reading that. And I love that book. Sweet. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a great book. I'd recommend it to to anyone. Um, and that's that's one where I would, might recommend the book first because if you watch the movie, you will get the whole thing spoiled. So it's not like Moneyball where you know you could if you find the movie interesting, you might find the book interesting. If you 
if you watch the movie, you'll know the rub. You know, they'll know the, the spoiler ending. Yeah, and, and that's the funny the book. That's the funny thing about these adaptations is, is like, okay, one is clearly going to outshine the other, if you know what I mean. And mm. so it's like, which one are you actually going to recommend? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because probably more people saw the movie, right, than read the book. Because they made, I was just looking it up, it made $609 million, So a huge, huge movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah great choice, great choice. Yeah, so that's my number two. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to move into, I'd say, a bit of an obvious territory when we're talking about blockbusters. But this is definitely one. Now, I think my rules are a little looser than yours. Like, I didn't. I don't think I read this book. Maybe in advance, but I was probably a little young. But I, I definitely read the book and and uh, you know consider it when I think of the adaptation. But definitely one of the all time classic blockbusters, Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh I man, I never read the book, so it wouldn't make my list. But uh... it was a Michael Crichton book, and he's done many sort of similar type stories, like Congo. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff. So he did Jurassic Park, and honestly, that book is so good. But then, obviously, the movie is something else entirely, and, and also amazing. So, uh, but I also think gr- that it's it's a difficult property to adapt, right? So, yeah, that that's crazy. That fits in sort of a different uh, territory for me because, like I said earlier, most of the time when you read a book that you love and you see the movie, you're kind of dreading it a little bit because I think most of the time. The, the movie doesn't really do the book justice and you know people i say oh the book is better and jurassic right. park is one of those examples where maybe like the movie is actually better than the book what do you think like i don't know yeah, i can't I see think, how a book I would be better than that movie that movie is like amazing. like i think it's so hard to compare because we're going with like cutting edge visuals and a real game changer for a blockbuster right and spielberg quality mm-hmm. uh, but then you you look at the book and it's like he's obviously got great material to work with but I think you are right in the sense that just as a as a movie lover myself, just like that movie gives me the classic feels, and I think about it more than I think about the book. So you, I guess I'd have to go with the the movie at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of these on my list. I actually prefer the movie better. I don't think any of them. I think most of them. I always prefer the book. But like I said, the movie was really good, and I think did the book justice but yeah that's a good one Jurassic Park well I'm glad you brought yeah that up I think I think as I as I move up the list it's definitely some of the movie some of the movies I like better than the book but like you're like you said mostly it's like the book is better so it's it's cool. rare to have something like this where it's like wow classic legendary status you know mm-hmm. <laughs> in Jurassic All Park right. and I, I mean it's it's a whole franchise now but the original is is something else you know on, on its own two feet yeah, no, that's a good one. All right, so go to my third. Um, yeah, and I, I should say I mixed in like fiction and nonfiction. Um, on my letterbox, I did. I have like a list, and I, I separated them like best fiction, best nonfiction. Here, I'm just going, just merging them. Um, yeah. So my next one, mine are mostly newer movies. Now I look at my list, but uh, I guess because I have most of my most of the books that I've loved, I've I've read sort of later in my life. Um, right. So. The next one for me is uh, The Martian, starring Matt Damon and directed by Ridley Scott, based on the book by Andy Weir. So not sure if you've read the book, but the book, The Martian, um, was was really, really like popular among sort of, I don't know, like what's that, geeky uh, internet community uh, when I heard about it through this podcast that I like. And it's, it's this guy, Andy Weir, who, oh, what was he? He was like... He just a, he either worked at NASA or or he was just a big fan, big 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 fan, 
yeah. of everything like NASA and space travel. And he wanted to write this like really, really realistic um, like space adventure story with all with all technology that's like plausible and possible and pretty much they have today. Or maybe mm. like the day after tomorrow kind of type of technology. Like it's all theoretically possible. Right. So it's not like sci-fi. It's like it's just like fiction in space. Not, not really. You know what I mean? Not science fiction. Not fake fiction. But like fiction with technology we have now. Anyway, yeah. I think it started off as a website or a blog, and then it got picked up by a publisher. And man, the and it was so clever and so smart. The book. And it's one of those books where every chapter kind of like like left you hanging, and you wanted to read more. And so I fell oh, in love with awesome. the book really really good book i fell in love with the book and then um yeah then the movie came out and the movie didn't love as much as the book but i thought that they did do the book justice as much as they could i thought the movie was pretty excellent actually and um kept kept the character kept all the like yeah it was pretty good adaptation like kept everything that was in that was in the book and matt damon did, did an awesome job so for me number three is uh, the martian Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny, you know, um, The Martian being a Ridley Scott film, and he's my favorite director. This is actually one of the ones that's on my like wall of shame, which I haven't actually gotten around to yet. So I haven't actually seen the movie. Um, but now that you praised it up so much, I might actually consider reading the book uh, before I go and watch the film. Yeah, I would check the book out, because it, it is one of those ones where the book is, cl- is clearly better, but... The movie, I think, really does it justice. So I think you get a lot of reading the book first, and like, and then like figuring out, you know, or or learning about all the like details that are in the book, and then you get a bit more when you watch the movie because the book it sort of explains all the technology that's being used like really, really well. And then in the movie, obviously, they don't stop to explain all stuff. It just kind of, it just kind of like does it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, so you get. I think you get a bit more if you read the book first, actually. Yeah, and usually those situations enhance your experience sometimes. You know, you're watching, you already kind of know what's going on, and you're not trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get you. So, but you think it's a good ad- adaptation in the sense that he's faithful to the material? Yeah, it's faithful. It's an entertaining movie. Um, so, it's yeah, it's a well-made movie, and it's faithful to the, to the, to the, to the book. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like he has a knack for adapting because it's not on my list because I didn't even realize it's a book, but it's definitely an honorable mention. I did not realize that Blade Runner was a book first. Really? Oh, my God. That would be number one on my list had I ever read the book. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's crazy. It's like one of my favorite movies ever. I did not know it was a book either. I'm about to seek that book out. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how I felt when I found that. I was like, wait a second. Uh, This is going to be a good book. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. yeah, exactly. But if we're moving along with uh, our chosen, now we're kind of heading into the big, well-known franchises here for me. But I'm I'm looking at uh, the Harry Potter films. So Harry Potter, yeah, I had that specifically too. Specifically, in terms of adaptation, the first and the second, um, I felt were really close to the the books. Um, and then you know, similar fashion to Game of Thrones, it just kind of tends to deviate as you move from movie to movie. Um, but those first two, uh, Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, were actually really close to the material in the books. And I really loved the books. So the movies were just kind of enhanced by that. And then, of course, they're their own kind of blockbuster franchise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely yeah, no. the, the Harry Potter films. I know that you weren't, like, you kind of dropped off the books, but how did you feel they were adapted? I know it's a maybe a bit of a divisive uh, <laughs> 
No, uh, I think topic, I agree but... with you. I, I think I think in my opinion, one of the most well adapted movies or books to movies is the Harry Potter franchise. I, I think they did a great job, and I I, I love them all, mostly all the movies. Only like one I don't like, and yeah. all the books I read I really like too. So yeah, I like them both. I think that that's a, that has to be on the list because I think. Everyone read those books, and everyone also saw the movies. So yeah, it was actually next on my list was Harry Potter. Yeah, and there and there you go. Like as far as um, staying faithful to the books, I mean, obviously you've got the the creator involved in that in that process. But at the same time, you know, it when I hear people complaining that the books and the movies aren't similar, or that the books are way better than the movies, it's usually as you go further and deeper into the Harry Potter universe that that those problems start to arise. I think those first two are pretty much like classic faithful adaptations with only minor things missing. Nice. Yeah, no, I I, I didn't read the later books, so I wouldn't even know. But yeah, the ones I did read, the movies I thought were really faithful. And I thought, um, yeah, so I agree. Yeah, Harry Potter, and, and of course, of <laughs> me highlighting the first two is also a testament to um richard harris which was my favorite dumbledore out of the two dumbledores that they is in the franchise because uh he passed away so they went on with someone else in the third film but mm -hmm. richard harris in the first two movies was like the goat yeah epic performance yeah okay that's good harry potter i'm glad you mentioned that because we had to mention that oh yeah based on sure. our so age that was and, that uh, was your number things. three you were saying number four was like just the whole franchise i lumped it in yeah. So okay. if you want to, if you want to uh, just go again, I guess we can skip well, number four. Considering Harry Potter came out in two thousand one, uh, we're going to move along to another massive franchise and also a dope trilogy of books, and that is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Okay. I I I was going to have that number one on my list, but I was trying to stick with movies where I had read the book first, and I did not. I didn't read the Lord of the Rings book first. I actually saw the movies first. So, but I actually love. I absolutely love those movies. Right, and and because it was funny, like the the Lord of the Rings trilogy is that classic trilogy, and then of course we know he went on to make the Hobbit films. But for me, I had read the Hobbit, and I was pumped up by it. So then I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy before the movies came out. That's awesome. awesome. So I want to hear from someone that read the book if it does does justice. I know the movies are. Are good, but as a someone who read the book, what did you think about the movies? Okay, so I think um, if you're looking at the films right around now, obviously movies have come a long way. But at the time, it was using some pretty cutting edge stuff. Peter Jackson is a pretty great director, and I think he did. He basically built a wonderful world for Lord of the Rings to kind of uh, sit in, like Evergreen and that kind of that kind of thing. Um, reading the books, it's kind of like what you're saying with The Martian, in that uh, there's just so much deal uh, detail that J.R.R. Tolkien will put into his material that you really, it's like you can dive in sort of as deep as you want to in that stuff, and, and it's never going to fully come out on film because there's just so much on paper. But at the same time, I think they nailed it. The aesthetic, they nailed the general storyline and peter jackson really had an eye for he clearly was had a passion for the project it wasn't just like a money grab you know what i mean although it was mm -hmm. that but i mean <laughs> it was also something that clearly he he uh was passionate about 
So I think oh, that comes awesome. through in the in the in the films and like the cinematography and all that. It's just like I think they are epic films. And in fact, I put Lord of the Rings higher than Harry Potter in terms of adaptation and how I feel like they stick to the material. But at the same time, I think if I looked at the entire franchise, I'd probably side with the Harry Potter franchise. Oh wow, interesting. No, I definitely like Harry Potter. I definitely like uh, Lord of the Rings. Would be mine of the two. When Lord of the Rings came out in two thousand one and beyond, like watching those trilogy in theaters, that was definitely everything. But I think just as I sat with them and kind of like what Harry Potter meant to me as a franchise, it kind of I don't know, it, it, like it interests me a little bit more in the sense of the love of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Lord of the Rings because. Uh, um... Like I said, it wasn't on my list, but I do love those movies. But don't get me wrong, I, I think like Lord of the Rings is kind of one of those franchises where it's like the goat of all fantasy. Like it's like what you aspire to be on a fantasy level. In, in it that like sense. created fantasy. Like exactly. It created this fantasy genre, like those books, right? It wasn't there wasn't for what I can from what I can understand it. Either there weren't books about elves and orcs before, or there was, and this was the one that made it mainstream, yeah. maybe. And, and really like a lot and of now that you say that, I think I'll close on the on the fact that I think I prefer the Lord of the Rings books, whereas I actually prefer the Harry Potter movies to the books in the sense of the storytelling. Nice. Uh, like, okay. Like, cool. Like I I I don't mean I like that it. I don't like the books in terms of Harry Potter. I just mean that I loved reading the books, but like I'll return to the movies before I'll return to the books. Whereas with Lord of the Rings, I'd much rather return to the books. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense sense okay all right so i'm gonna go with my last one um so it's also a newer movie 2015 based on a book another book by michael lewis and it's called the big short we're going to make the big banks hurt how can the banks let this happen it's fueled by stupidity but that's not stupidity that's fraud tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and i'll have my wife's brother arrested Banks got greedy, and we can profit off of their stupidity. Do you have any idea what you're up against? We have to act now. So Mike Barry, who doesn't wear shoes, knows more than the federal government. Dr. Mike Barry, yes, he does. So have you seen, have you seen the movie The Big Short? Yeah. I have, and I actually just recently watched it for the first time. That was also my nice. wall of shame until recently. <laughs> nice. Well, um, yeah, so I The Big Short, I... It is a good adaptation of a book that I really, really liked. So this, well, it's on my list. Um, now, the book is is much more technical than the movie. So the book is a really, really like in-depth um, exploration into the the housing crisis or the market crash in 20, 2007 and the after financial crisis in the United States. Yeah, it'd be like an economist's dream. <laughs> yeah, and like because I'm interested in that stuff, I, you know, I. I was interested in figuring out what happened and the book focuses on not the people who lost out in that financial crisis but the people who saw it coming and shorted it and actually like made huge you know so yeah. people like ringing the bell and so it was a really, really interesting take in the book but it also got into all the technical details on like what a credit default swap is and and this and that and what a subprime you know subprime mortgages and all that and like what what actually happened to create this situation right it's much much easier to explain that in a book where you have chapters and chapters and chapters um and what they try so you know if you're looking for that kind of knowledge uh, to really understand then go with the book 
if you just but the movie does kind of a good job of giving you like three four minutes explanations on the things you need to know uh, yeah, I think you know, it's mostly when Ryan Gosling is talking, right? <laughs> yeah, and they bring in like uh, Margot Robbie and Anthony Bourdain and stuff like that. They do like a little like three or four minute like you remember that? Like she's sitting in the bathtub and they do like a little explanation on like what is a uh, clutterized debt obligation. And exactly, all stuff. and they kind of they get technical, but also try and like gossip it, it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> when I re- when I read the book, it's like yeah, the characters they're focusing on are interesting and they're quirky, like the guy that. Um, Christian Bale plays is like the first guy who ever, you know, was like seeing this coming and was like, had this huge uh, hedge fund and was putting all of his clients' money into shorting like the entire housing market. And yeah, people another thought he was epic crazy. performance from Christian Bale for sure. Yeah. And people thought he was, he was wild for doing it, but it turned out he was right and he made his clients like tons and tons, millions and millions of dollars. And um, so that's interesting, but it's like, how are they going to make this movie? How do they make this book like exciting to watch because it's so detailed in the book? It literally like explains it to you, like the tech, the technical aspects of exactly what's happening when someone defaults on their mortgage and what it does right. to the credit default swap and which way, what you want to buy if you think it's going to fail versus um, what the banks are buying, all this stuff, right? So it, I was like, how do they make this movie? And they actually did a really, really good job making the movie like interesting and somewhat understandable to like the lay person and so that's why i wanted to give a shout out because it takes a topic that i'm interested in like economics and um finance and makes it entertaining for people i think so um, yeah that's a great choice it's another one that i didn't really consider when putting together my list but definitely is a good choice also 2015 so martian hmm. and uh, big short had a big year yeah uh, for adaptation yeah so two two books i loved uh, came out as movies so that people year. So, saying yeah. that they're only making comic book films there you go there's two more you can go out and watch yeah and, uh, exactly yeah but, pretty like big budget movies with like big actors too oh a huge cast and adam mckay like he needs a shout out too because he went from making those nonsense like albeit really hilarious comedies with uh, will ferrell and mm-hmm. um you know what's what's his uh cal mcnaughton's name anyways but uh um but but yeah, so he went from those Will Ferrell films to this crazy kind of like comedy drama hybrid. Like it yeah. just worked. I know. I would not think that book would make a good comedy, but hey, Adam McKay, he's he's a genius. So he did a good job. Yeah, he just uh, elevated himself into like legendary status with that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right, so, so that's, that's a good that's choice. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess you know you started kind of started at top down, and I'm now entering the. Uh, the number one spot here so i'm gonna have to go with and i think this is kind of obvious by now anyone who's been listening to me rant about movies uh over the past couple episodes but uh the shining 1980 for some people uh, solitude and isolation can of itself become a problem That is, uh, to me, like, okay, I don't know, maybe it's a bit of a cheat, because I didn't actually read the book, you know what I mean? But it is definitely a heavy adaptation, so maybe I'm cheating with The Shining, but uh, I I did revisit the book afterwards, and um, yeah, it's just like a marriage between Stephen King and Stanley Kubrick, so it's, it's just an epic classic in my mind, and it's one of those ones where 
despite um, my uh, respect and admiration for Stephen King, it's like one of those ones where it's a visual, just a pleasure to watch. So it's always one that I'm going to be revisiting on the on the on the film side of things. Yeah, for just sure. watched that movie recently with uh, White Power ahead of uh, Doctor Sleep, and there um, you go. It is a great movie. It's a great choice, but it's, it's funny because uh, as an adaptation to the book, it's famously Stephen King like hates the Kubrick version of the uh, of his book. So I don't know if if it's yeah. Like... I know we 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 kind of touched on that when we were talking about. Uh, I think it was when we had, um, you know, when we had uh, Scott Burnett on, and he was talking about his favorite films. He he we kind of touched on the kind of divide between the book and the film, but I think that it's still something where, especially when you watch Dr. Sleep, they kind of, uh, they kind of nicely married the two properties and appeased both like the book crowd and the film crowd with the, the sort of the world building that they were doing. Right. And I'll say just because Stephen King doesn't think it's good adaptation doesn't mean that you also don't think maybe you do like the adaptation, right? So maybe everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So maybe for people out there, um, they do think The Shining is a good adaptation of the book or whatever. So, Well, that's that. a great uh, point that you made because basically uh, maybe when we're closing out this discussion of film adaptations, there's so many things to consider when you're going to take a book, whether it's a technical book, like, uh, like you were saying with the big short, or it's just like something that has a lot of fantasy elements and visual kind of things. There's so many different things, ways that you could go wrong, so to speak, or screw it up for the fans of the property. But basically, sometimes having a creator in a different medium sort of adapting the material is a better way to go than having the creator go to a medium that they're not familiar with and, you know, try it their, themselves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Sometimes the best adaptations are coming from people that are just, like, kind of uh, looking at it with fresh eyes and doing their own take. Yeah, they're not like, yeah, they're not so uh, beholden or feel like they need to do this massive task and do the justice. And they, they haven't, yeah, like you said, they're coming with fresh eyes and they're really seeing it for how it's going to look on screen. You know what I mean? And yeah, taking that lens to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we're t- I'm talking about, you know, these great authors like Stephen King, but then you've got great filmmakers like Stanley Kubrick or Ridley mm-hmm. Scott. And then, you know, we're always finding ways to work Star Wars into the equation. But you got, like, Lucas creating Star Wars. But then you've got, like, my favorite, Empire Strikes Back. you got Urban Kirshner coming in and directing something that, in my opinion, is better than the than uh, Lucas's own original, right? So right. just things like that. Like, there's, there's so many fun ways to adapt a property. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so true. All right, I want, before we end here, I want to throw in one more honorable mention because... Since Dave couldn't be here, uh, I'll throw this one in for him because it's a, a book that me and Dave both read. I don't know if you read it to Ian, but uh, we love the book Ready Player One. Oh, Ernest nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm not sure how people feel about the movie or how Dave feels about the movie, but it was the movie was directed by Steven Spielberg, and I actually thought it was a pretty good, pretty good adaptation. I wouldn't say great. I wouldn't say the, the movie was great, but the movie was good, and I think it was a, also a good adaptation. And maybe that would have been on Dave's list, so I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and okay. Ready Player Two, Ready Player Two is actually coming out this uh, winter, which I've already pre-ordered. And uh, so that one's for you, Dave. Ready Player One. 
Nice, nice. So Ready Player Two is going to be, I think, like an actual book. It's a, yeah, that's actually the title of the sequel. <laughs> oh, and two. and the first one was the book. The actual book was written a while ago, right? Like it's been out yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably. Oh, when did we read it? I know Dave read it left to me, and then I read it probably seven years ago, six years ago. Um, but really, like, really cool book if you're into gaming and are nerds like us and think yeah, about and what if, gaming is going to be like with virtual reality and all that stuff. So. Yeah, def- that, that's a cool choice, too. And, and as long as we're shouting out back in my day, peeps, might as well shout out Mina and say, hey, I didn't know Jaws was a book, but that, that was a thing as well. Yeah, that's right. I don't think it's a book she Another got, Spielberg but, adaptation. Yeah, it is her favorite movie. So Jaws was a book, too. Hey, well, like so many great movies are based on books. It's funny. Yeah, and actually one of my favorite Bond films, Casino Royale, is another good honorable mention. Yeah. Because that was like oh. where they're returning to the original Bond book, and they're actually trying to take the details from that as opposed to like the crazy gadgets and stuff that we're used to. Yeah, so so yeah, Casino Royale, Daniel Craig, is one of the better, if you're, if you're judging it just by how it is as an adaptation, probably one of the better Bond adaptations of the books. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And then, you know, it just as a kind of a schluff, like if we were doing like the worst of all time adaptations, I got to say that uh, Shrek is a pretty funny one when you consider what it was based off of. Did you ever see the book? No. What, what, what was Shrek based off of? Like a silly, like a really silly kind of artsy children's book. I don't even know if it was intended for children. I think it was a little rude for children. <laughs> um, but it was like a, a picture book, essentially, about like an ogre, like a fat ogre that like was nasty to people and stuff. Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. And like they were originally <laughs> going to get like Chris Farley to be Shrek. Like it would, probably would have been a much different movie. Yeah, like not for kids and everything, right? Yeah. All right, but, that's funny. Uh, Maybe we'll do yeah. another episode of like our most disappointing um Oh, there Books are so many adaptations. Dude. Yeah, well, that's why I'm glad that you started the conversation with just mentioning uh, the book Dune because, like, I don't even have really fond memories of the movie. Like, I'm more excited to see Villeneuve's uh, adaptation. Um, yeah, hundred percent. You know, after He's seeing like what he did director. with Blade Runner 2049, that was definitely some yeah. epic stuff. He's a hundred percent my new favorite director, and so just the fact that he's like fell Canadian like us, and just the fact that he's doing that movie makes me want to read that book. And so I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to get on that starting this summer, and I'm going to try to finish it before the movie comes out. Because I just want to, like, some. I think it was something like that, like similar to what you're saying, Lord of the Rings. The book is pretty dense, and I think having the knowledge of the book will really help when watching that movie. That's, oh, that's yeah. why I want to I think it. you're right. Like, you should see the copy that I got for Christmas. It's like this, like, classic style hardcover like just all brown with like the dune symbol oh that's so sweet that's so cool man so yeah when are you starting to read it now Can yeah i'm just i'm just getting into it now yeah oh nice so i'm gonna start now too so we'll see we'll come back and talk about it when we're yeah done. we'll have to do a breakdown especially le- maybe leading up to the movie or and then we, we can all do like a movie review or something like that yeah, that'll be cool. Maybe it can be on your other uh, podcast squibbling rivalry squibbling rivalry it could be well, like yeah. uh well, yeah, especially because the name uh, Squibbling Rivalry is actually something that was inspired from the Harry Potter franchise, which is like one of my top three adaptations on my list. So perfect. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right, there you cool. go. So, and, and then, yeah, um, definitely plug your back in my day 
games and back in my day plays Twitch channels. Yeah. Dr. Jermaine yeah, is always so, hosting you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I guess we'll wrap it up here and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode uh, without Dave. Hopefully you did an okay job and um, gave you some books and movies to uh, fill your time with while you're, while you're still uh, quarantined and this pandemic's still going on. Actually, we didn't check in on that. So I assume everything's good. Usually Dave checks in on yeah, the, and how we're all doing. Great. It's just it's important, I think, for most people to remember, like everything that you're doing is positive. Like as long as you're mindful of the pandemic and staying safe, that's basically all uh, all we can ask for. Yeah, and wear a mask. That's what we're gonna exactly wear, wear a mask, mask, people. All right. So hope you enjoy those books and movies. Um, you can find us on social media at Day Back In. Um, that's it. Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitch, as Ian said. Back in my day. Uh, games and the podcast is called back in my day follow on your podcast app of choice and if you're listening and you wouldn't mind shoot over to itunes give us a five-star review that really really helps there you and, go uh, and comment yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be great so thanks for listening everybody we'll talk to you later take care Here's Johnny.